So business money management is not an intuitive thing. It's something that we need to be taught. It's something that we need to learn how to manage. And you know, a lot of times there's some shame around money and we just don't really go and learn what we need to learn. But guess what? That's why you're here. Thanks for joining me on the Profit Accelerator podcast. I'm Don Kennedy, your host with tips, strategies, and real solutions to help you make more money and more importantly, keep more profit in your business because we know having more profit means having more impact. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator podcast. We're diving in today with something that I think is very much overlooked that can bring new people into your circle and into your sphere. I'm going to introduce Christian Schneider, who I've known for well over a year in a mastermind, and she's with Coffee Break Marketing. How are you, Kristen? I am great. It's crazy. It's been over a year. I know. I can't believe it. So I didn't want to tell everybody what we're going to talk about, so I'll let you spill the tea. What are you going to teach us today? We are talking about quizzes and other interactive marketing. Which is incredible because these, you see them here and there, you know, online, but I don't think anybody that I know of that I work with closely has used them as a strategy for marketing in their business. So it's pretty fairly, well, it's fairly new, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, Buzzfeed's been doing it. Bigger companies have been doing it. And with, you know, with technology and the internet and over the last few years, it's actually gotten accessible for even a DIY level, but we just don't think of it as a DIY thing very often. Or, you know, if, if you don't feel like taking the time to do that DIY as it, as something that a small business can afford to implement. And it, it really is. And they work so well. They're fun too. Yeah, they do seem a little bit like they're complicated because you have the questions, then you have the answers, and you have to filter things through the different answers to put people, match them to write things. So can you walk us through kind of what you know about them? I know that you do do them for companies. Um, and then talk to us about how we could go about thinking um, about putting a quiz in our business. Yeah. Uh, so first thing, I, the reason that we're doing quizzes, because understanding why they work uh, tells you how we're going to put it together, right? right. Um, the reason they work is that you're taking people from what they know about themselves and helping them see something based on that information, right? And that whole process is effective because people like to talk about themselves. They, they like to feel like they know answers to questions you're asking, which when you're asking them about themselves or their business or something in their world, they they know, right? It's their information. Mm-hmm. And then each of those steps, quizzes are, they're quick and they're personal. And quick gratification and personal attention are both very effective when it comes to building a relationship with people. And then each of the little questions that you're asking is, it's an easy yes, right? Every little question they're asking is like a micro, a micro yes. So you're walking them through all of these little yeses that are about things they care about to get them to information that's going to be helpful for them. It's really, it's a win all the way around from, you know, their point of view. So that's why quizzes can be so effective. And then what we use them for is to take that information that they've, they've found out about themselves to give them even more personal support because it tells your email system what they got. So you're able to follow up with them specifically based on what they found out in the quiz, right? So like the follow-up from you is also more personal. So it makes that even better. So that is when we know that flow, when we know that's the goal, 
to make it personal, to give them information that's helpful to them, to to make it a useful thing and, and a quick win. That's why we do quizzes the way that we do them, which is to take it and reverse engineer from results to quiz titles. So we don't try to come up with this is a clever quiz that I think people would like to take. You can, right? There's, there's always fun quiz ideas you can think of, but we want to find the one that if you work backwards is going to get them to a place where you can help them the most. Right. So sometimes when people approach quizzes, um, are they approaching it because they're looking for something or are they approaching it because they want to find out something? You mean the quiz takers? Yes. When somebody wants to, when they decide to go ahead and invest their time taking a quiz, why do most people, I I think that's kind of a sticking point for people starting with quizzes. Like, I don't know what to ask, but I think the other thing is why would they give us the time to do that? Right. So that's a, that's a really smart question. Um, It will depend on your people and what you can help them with. Um, More often than not, well, always it's about them. The question that you asked is, is it about something about them or like that they want to find out about themselves or is it something they want to learn? Um, And those are, those are different. One is kind of sorting them into, this is the type of whatever X, Y, and Z you are, right? Um, You know, what's your coaching style? What kind of best friend are you? Um, What workout is perfect for your morning routine? Those are, those are buckets. You know, you are, this is, this is the right fit for you. It's a persona quiz, a personality quiz. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's stuff that's like, how well do you know X, Y, and Z? Are you ready for a mortgage? You know, is your, are you getting your maximum deductions on your, your taxes, stuff like that. Right. Um, And those are assessments. They're a little bit different. They're scored a little bit differently. What's nice is the platforms can handle all of this. You just need to find the right one for what you end up building. Okay. Um, and then there's one that's like you said, it's still a personality quiz because you're still sorting people into buckets, but it's not personality as in it's about them as a person. It's personality just because they're buckets that you're sorting people into. So like, what's the next social media platform you should be on? Um, what kind of course should you create? Amy Porterfield does one like that that always does real well. Um, so that's where you're taking information they're giving you and in your expertise, you're helping them see what their best guess answer is to that question. So it, it, again, that's the, the, the answer to that is it depends and it depends based on the reverse engineering we just talked about, which do they need to take the next step after the quiz? Are you trying to get them into a course that helps them build a course and therefore helping them see what kind of course is, is right for them is going to be the, the most helpful next step? Um, or are you a wedding dress store that wants to help them buy a dress and helping them see what they're, you know, finding out more about them and their style is what's going to help them feel ready? Right. Okay. So you're actually helping them sort through maybe too much information to guide them to making um, maybe even an interim decision find out more information, like put themselves on your email list or purchase a small course. Yeah. A lot of times that's what people are aiming for is small purchases, helping. You should always be aiming to get them on your email list. Obviously there's consent laws. You want to have them check the box and have explicit consent. And usually I recommend not requiring it for the the quiz results, but that's, you know, different people have different opinions on that. Um, But yeah, so there should be the email list is, is what the quiz does, but then the email follow-ups should be gearing them towards something. Is it a consultation call with you? Is it 
one of your, your smaller bite packages? Is it coming in for an appointment? Like it depends on what your business is. And then the way I tell people to think about it, cause we do, we do both the custom version and we do like a course. So like I, I've walked people through doing it themselves too, is if you had 20, if I gave you 20 people in a room and I told you, you know, I need you to ask them questions to sort them into the right buckets, you know, whether you're pre-qualifying them or having them see, you know, what type of tool they need to use or whatever, right? Like you have to figure out what your end goal is, but once you know what your end goal is and you were going to try to take those 20 people and figure out which ones to send to which corner of the room, you're just looking at if you were in person, what questions would you ask somebody? Cause you have, right? Like you, I know when you meet with new clients or pr- prospective new clients, you have questions that you ask that help you see where they are and what they need. Right. Absolutely. So, so we're, we're automating that. We're automating that. Okay. Amazing. So if I wanted to do a quiz, let's say that I wanted to offer one of four guides is the way I kind of picture this in my mind. I want to offer one mm-hmm. of four financial guides for small business owners. I would start from the end state, as you were saying, and then how would I work backwards? And then also give us some tips about, you know, how much is too much or how much is too little. You know, I think that this is something that I think more business owners need to know is accessible and something that they could use and do very well with. Right. So let's start with the four guides. So with that, you would want to sit down and think, okay, what are the four guides? Now you don't need to make all four guides right off the bat, but you need to know what's in them. So you know who, who you're pointing to, right? Then you want to think what questions would give me the information I need to sort people into which of those four guides, like, do you need to know how long they've been in business? Do you need to know their leadership style? Do you need to know what coffee they like to drink in the morning? Like everybody's got different tells, right? Right. And you're looking for what seven to 10 things would give you the best guess. Like if I put a person in front of you and said, you get to ask them seven to 10 questions, because it's usually what we recommend. Sometimes you'll see people do more questions, but it's usually for a very specific reason. But if I gave you 10 questions to get that person right as best as you can, and remember, you're not going to hit everybody every time. But what 10 questions would you ask them that would let you make the best guess to put them in the right category? In the right category. So seven to 10 questions, starting from the end state. And then I guess when you put these things together and you have this automation that goes behind this and everything, tell me about what what is the process of thinking through, I guess, whether or not this is going to be a good fit for your business. Because it sounds like if you make the decision that, yes, I need to get more people on my email list. Yes, I need to know more about them so that I can you know, guide them properly. How would I decide whether or not a quiz is you know, going to be the right thing? Because you can put marketing behind a quiz, just like you could put marketing behind any other type of ad. Yeah. So there's very few situations where quizzes can't be done. You just have to do the right one for you. I mean, I'm even thinking like if I was a, an auto repair shop, you could test people's auto repair knowledge. You could ask them how close their car is to needing a checkup by asking like diagnostic points that they would ask you in person. I mean, there's not a business I can think of that doesn't ask questions to, to figure out how they can serve people. Almost like a pre-qualification. Yeah. And sometimes it can be fun and fluffy and sometimes it can be very specific. Um, like you'll see some quizzes that are, you know, that are asking credit scores and, and things like that. And those are, sometimes they're more like interactive forms than quizzes, but it's all in the same bucket, right? It's this an interactive marketing. I just got like, just got off a, cl- a call with a client who uses where she's setting up a calculator to figure out um, hourly rate 
what they're currently charging versus what they should be charging. Those are the questions that she needs to know so that she can point people in the right direction. Anytime you're asking questions to point people in the right direction, that that means you could automate it. And then the, the more fuffy, the fuffy, fun or fluffy quizzes are where you're you're telling them it might be a little bit more entertaining, but you're still figuring out something about them that lets you talk to them more personally after they're done taking the quiz. So even if it's not like a pre-qualifier in that like you get a score of X, Y, and Z, or you have, you know, these things in place or whatever, maybe it's just learning what kind of like style they like to communicate with or something like that. That still gives you information that in the email, like you said, the marketing behind it, what are you going to talk to them about after that? And, and how can you help them get to whatever the next point is, whatever your, your end goal is for getting people on your list? Because we don't build our email list for fun. Right, right. There, there's always kind of an end state for the email list. I guess here's, here's just kind of a technical question. Would you eventually put the answers from the four different buckets onto the same email list? Do they eventually kind of all filter down in most cases or do you keep everyone separate? Yeah. So for the welcome sequence, what we, what we typically end up seeing is that when, when I teach welcome sequences, we usually recommend about six to eight emails. For quizzes, it's no different. And some of the emails, like the ones where you tell them a little bit about you, or if you're telling them about a particular offer, you might find that all four of them are going to get the same message for that particular mess, like that particular email. But there might be other emails where you're telling them about a particular tip or something that it's specific to the results they got, where there's four completely custom emails. So this is a lot more clear when I have a whiteboard in front of me, but if you have four buckets and you have, you're sending eight mail emails to all of them, you might write, you're going to write four completely different welcome emails because their, their results are going to be different. So there's a different one for each bucket there. And then maybe emails two and three are pretty much the same for all four. So you can just copy and paste it kind of thing or duplicate the, the sequence if that's how your, your system works. Right. And then maybe email for you write, you know, write four different messages because you're giving them different tips based on what they said their need was. And then, you know, so you might not end up writing 32 completely separate emails. Maybe you write five that go to all four buckets and you have three that are four different. So you end up with 12 there. So that's 17 emails, but they're going out over 32 scheduled times. Like I said, makes a lot more sense on a whiteboard. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, well, I'm going to tell you from a small business perspective, this might sound a little overwhelming, but the fact is, once you set this up and you do it right, it only has to be done once. Is that correct? That's correct. And it converts so much better in most cases. Obviously, there's good and bad quizzes and there's good and bad fits. But in almost every case, if it's done well, a quiz is going to convert three to four, five, sometimes 10 times better, depending on you know if people are putting a lot of ad dollars behind it or growing it organically. Organically tends to convert at higher rates, but smaller numbers. That makes any sense? It does. It does. But, but even if it only doubled, you know, if, if you put 100 people into your PDF funnel and 100 people into your quiz funnel and you got twice as many conversions out of one or the other, like obviously that one, even though it takes maybe just a little bit more time to set it up. I mean, you talk about profit. <laughs> if right. you can get m- more of it out of the same number of people and help more people in the process while automating the system, that's kind of like a win-win all the way around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we always do want to look for the places where we can make investments that are going to increase our revenue and our profits. 
So talk to me a little bit about the platforms, the software. Like if somebody answers A, B, A, A on one and then C, D, C, C on another, who actually does all of those calculations to figure out what they come out as one, two, three, or four? Uh, Robots now. Um, So that's the nice part. So you have to figure out which answers will point to which bucket. That's your job as the quiz creator. Okay. So once you get your buckets and once you get your questions, then we go through each of the questions and we say, okay, if I, if I was answering this question and I was somebody who should be going to bucket A, what would my answer be? And we work our way through that, right? For each question. And then you tell the program that it looks different on each program. Sometimes you're drawing lines. Sometimes you're entering, you know, point values, Sometimes you're just clicking a checkbox, that kind of stuff. But the different programs have different ways. But you set it up so that you tell the program, if they answer this, this is what that means. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so you're setting each individual answer up. You never have to do a full calculation. That Once the program knows what to give people for each individual answer, it will do all of the scoring for you when they take the quiz. Oh, that's very, very wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to sit there and think of all of the combinations in order to put people, but it sounds like all that is done automatically. All you have to do is really start from an end state, have your questions that would help you sort people in person, you would write those. And then you would go ahead and have scoring done by, you know, a a robot. And then the, the next big thing would be, kind of this welcome system. So it sounds like in the beginning, it might sound a little overwhelming. And I know that there are some people who are listening to the podcast today or are going, oh my gosh. The fact is, is it's no different than setting up really any other kind of automated email marketing or something where once you get it set up once, it should be working on its own. As you were saying, if you are able to double or triple your, you know, your sales and your profits by implementing this sort of, I don't know, tool, I mean, this could be a very good fit for your business. Is there... Any size of business that you would recommend this for over another? I would say that it, it probably depends a little bit more on a business's like awareness of their client base more than their size. It is really difficult to reverse engineer answers to questions when you haven't talked to enough people to have heard them. And so it's not necessarily that you have to have a thousand people or 20,000 people. We have clients who, who truthfully only put it in front of a few hundred people at a time. And they are only trying to sell 30 to 40 things overall because mm-hmm. they're memberships and, and things like that. But because they know they're three to 400 people very well, converting at 10% is not a problem at all for them mm-hmm. between the quiz and their great product. It, the quiz was a great, it was a great choice for them. And, and it, you know, it works over and over and over again. So size wise, uh, no, I mean, if you're only, if you only need to fill three spots, then a quiz might not be, it might be, you know, overkill. Okay. Um, but if you, if you need to fill at all at volume and by volume, I mean, even, you know, above 10, 15 people to fill your client ranks where, you know, no, very few people convert at even above, you know, 10, 20% of their leads right. and even, even 30 to 50% on qualified sales calls is, is what a lot of people are aiming for, you know? So when you start talking about, you know, I, I want to sell 15 of this, or I want to sell a hundred of this, or I want to sell a thousand of this. And you start looking at, okay, well, that means that I need to get it at normal conversion rates of one, one to 3%. You know, if you're trying to sell a hundred, it's a lot of leads you need to pull in. Right. So if you can convert at 5% instead, that makes your life a lot easier. So the, the numbers are all relative, you know, double, double the, the impact is double the impact, whether you're talking about three people or, or 400. Right. 
right? So they need to know client base fairly well. You need to know your, your ideal clients and you need to know also, I guess, the questions that they need to be able to answer as well to know if they're going to be a good fit for working with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when you know your client base, you need to think a little bit. This is this is the one place where writing the quiz can get tricky. So like I used to be a teacher before I got into marketing. And that's why you hear me talk about like bridging the knowledge gap and, and teaching people things that they need to realize to move on to the next thing. So I, you'll hear a lot of teacher vocabulary when I talk and I don't always realize I'm doing it, but um, that's one part of quizzes there's an art to asking a question the right way because you want truthful answers or you can't help people. Right. And so you need to know how to get the information you want so that you can help them the best that you can as the expert without leading them to what they think you want to hear. Cause a lot of times if you, if you, if you ask a leading question or if you have answers that don't communicate the whole picture, like you're not there to explain that, that can be one thing that throws off the, um, the effectiveness and the conversion rate of quizzes, even though it might be a good quiz topic, the way that you write the the answers and the questions can impact it. So that's something to think about when you're writing. And then the other thing is the results pages, being able to write those so that they feel like you did see who they were. I always tell people we want like an expert fortune cookie or, or like a, 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 what were the horoscopes where it's, um, it needs to be just just broad enough. And I don't mean vague and I don't mean not true or made up. But it needs to be broad enough that it can apply to a lot of people, but still feel true. Right. So, and I, you don't have to be, even for a negative response, you don't have to be negative. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, uh, we had one client, um, and you, you know, your world is this, and you do a fabulous job with this in finances. It's very easy to say for people to feel like they don't have that. They're a mess. You can show them where they can get better without saying, but you're a mess. Right. So we always want to look at that in the questions and the responses to the result pages. Right. This has been incredibly helpful. If people want to work with you or take your course on quizzes or explore even a little bit more with you, where can they find you? Well, I am at kristenschneider.com, but my name is spelled funny. So look in the show notes for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will put everything in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, and then for quizzes specifically, quizforyourbiz.com is us. That's where our quiz hub is. We do a quarterly like live helping people make their DIY course. And part of that, there's a free training called Quizzes 101. So I can give you the link for that. And then if you want to just test out a quiz and see how it feels, kristenschneider.com slash quiz is the quiz is what quiz is right for your business. And it's a quiz about it. So you get a good answer and you get to take a quiz. It's very purposely built on a very simple DIY structure within one of the, the platforms. You ask like what platforms people can look like, look at. Try Interact is a really good one to start with. Typeform is good. QuizzyTree is, is good. The example quiz that I'll give you the link to from us is on Try Interact. So you can, you can see what that looks like. One thing I will say, because I know you watch numbers, there's a broad difference in pricing for quizzes, but a lot of the higher end tools do end up being like $35, 40 to $80 a month. If getting those extra sales won't outpace that for you money-wise, you might want to like make this your tier two marketing. Wow. That's a lot to think about. And I know that like I said, there are going to be people on here who are like a quiz. I never really thought about doing a quiz Yeah, because it does seem like it's these big companies that are doing them and you don't see that many small business necessarily diving in, but I just don't think people realize how accessible and affordable they have become. They have. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been wonderful. Thank you having for having you. me on. It was great to talk to you.
It was great talking to you and everything will be below in the show notes. If you have any other questions or comments, you know, you can drop them on any of the social channels as well, or contact Kristen directly. And we yep. will see if we can't help you get a quiz into your biz. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care. And I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.